left off the party continued to explore the uh the tomb discovering some strange artifacts and at least one spirit along the way uh and upon finding another one of the uh the devotional tombs to the spirits of the temple um, they managed to open up the, uh, crystal sarcophagus, uh, for, with fall punching through it, to which the, uh, Sue Monster Mummy, uh, sprung out, bearing the mace that it was, uh, contained with. So... Um, having pre-rolled initiative, the the mummy rolls first, um, and it uses, it starts with its, uh, wave of terror. Um, so, can I get everyone, um, who is in 30 feet? So, one, two. So, everyone who's in the room needs to roll me a wisdom saving throw, please. Eighteen for Conrad. Okay, that is a success. Nineteen for excellent. That is a success. Seven for Fall. Fall, you are terrified. Um, What's new? <laughs> uh, I'll roll for the bird as well. The bird succeeds. Uh, the Frostbird succeeds. So, uh, so on your turn, for your action, you can only use the dash action. Uh, while you're frightened this way, you must spend your turns trying to move as far away from the mummy as you can, and you can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of the mummy. You also can't take reactions, uh, so for your action, you can only use dash action, or try to escape from an effect that prevents you moving. If you have nowhere to go, uh, you can use the dodge action. At the end of each of your turns, you can repeat the saving throw. Alright. So. Uh, which is going to become interesting in a moment. Um, when I have to... When, when you do start to run. Uh, because of the blades that... Uh, are in your path. Blades? The, the... Oh, the back. Ah, yes. Cool. So, Exley. Ah, oh, yes, good. Um, <clears throat> so, how big is this bird that's with us? It is large. It is large. And is there any way that fall looks like they'd be able to get back up here, or 
can actually tell that... We're both holding onto a rope. That right, pull. yeah, yeah. Uh, that's We'd correct, thank down you. There. Um... Can actually tell that Fall is not acting themselves. Uh, roll, roll me an insight check. Probably going to be a fairly high DC because, as you said, it's like this is all instantaneous. Yeah, uh, it's a fourteen. Fourteen. <laughs> not not quite enough in, okay. in the heat of the moment. Um, it's just gone very still. That's probably all you see. would probably instruct Fall to grab hold of the rope and we'll wait for that to happen and Axley will then pull the rope up. So mm -hmm. Axley's holding his action to assist Fall with climbing the rope. Okay. And that's his turn. Alright. Um, Fall. Your go. There is a rope dangling in front of you. You must use your movement and your actions to, in one way or another, get away from this uh, mummy. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, pretty much upon seeing this mummy and then it doing that frightening action, Fall is just going to freeze for half a second, go very pale, and then just start running. Take a running leap for the rope and start climbing. All right. Um, uh, hmm. yeah, have a make, climbing speed yeah, make, as well. you have, you have a climbing speed? Yeah. Okay, well in that case, okay, yeah, uh, if that's the case, then I, I would say that, yeah, you're able to climb up the rope without needing to make a check. Um, uh, alright. So, uh... Oh, but considering where the rope is positioned, I cannot go towards the spinning death blades because that I would have to go closer. Yeah, at this point you cannot... <laughs> at this point you cannot go towards death blades, except so for... So Fall will run into the corner of the room. Yeah. And put the... just like, put their back against the wall. I'm very afraid. Alright, and end of your turn, roll a wisdom saving throw. Oh my goodness. Um, that's a four. Four, yeah, you are still... And rather still, that one. Oof. Yeah, you are still frightened. Still frightened of this creature. Uh, Conrad. Cool. Um, so Conrad, um, would obviously, yeah, help all get up. And then, um, look down at the creature. And then kind of, um... Quickly look around to assess the area, and they go, "All right, you're up." And he's going to sh uh, summon a shadow spawn, please. Okay. Uh, and again, he kind of like the amber kind of like flicker, like does the kind of like flicker through his eyes as like another tear runs down his face. And this kind of like the shadows down where the mummy is coalesce into um, and mm, he'll coalesce it into a form of despair. Um, so it's this misshapen kind of shadowy creature. It was the same, similar kind of shape as the one that was um, in his room, okay. but um, different. So is this so a despair, fear, despair. or fear? Despair. Despair. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that is now, I'm assuming it acts on your initiative? I believe so. Uh, 
Yeah. Shares my initiative count. Yep, yep. absolutely. So okay. it takes a turn immediately after mine. Um, so it's just going to kind of like um, shudder as it comes into existence, I suppose. Um, and then it's going to... Um, because despair, yeah, it's going to um, attack the creature, I guess. Okay. Uh, roll to hit. Oh, uh, so what do we... Uh, so, uh, what's so the if, roll for that? What so, um, yeah. Okay. Strength or...? So, uh, the spirit... So the spirit has multi-attack. Uh, yeah, it does. What level What level spell slot are you casting with? Third level. Third level. So it is It is at this stage only uh, only one attack. So it's equal, yep. equal to... Uh, so, and it yep. is a d20 plus yep. your, attack, your spell attack modifier. Oh, my spell attack modifier. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yes. All right, awesome. That's a plus seven then, jeez. Plus seven, yeah. Uh, Cool, so that's a, um, a 16 to hit. 16 to hit will, uh, let me double check the stats. Yeah, that certainly hits. That hits, awesome. Have, um, have so. so this is uh, 1d12 plus three plus the spell's level cold damage. So 1d12 plus six. 1d12 plus six, all righty. Uh, Okay, so eight dam- eight cold damage altogether. Not too bad. All right. As it kind of rakes at this creature, um, like it kind of like coalesces its long claws and it rakes at it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, where is it? There. And so Conrad, because that's his action, he's just watching over this now. So he's just kind of standing there, but he's very focused now on on this creature. All right. Um, next is the ice giant eagle, or the ice giant eagle. Um, which Artis is going to shout out, um, do you want, do you want the eagle to carry you out? Or it's not, that's right, it's not an eagle, it's a swallow. Do you want? It's a mockingbird. Mockingbird, that's it. Mockingbird. Um, do you want, do you want the bird to carry you out? That would be for the best. All right. 442, get on it. Yeah, so the bird is going to get bet- get to a point in between all of you and is just going to hold the dash action until every- everyone is on it. Um, then Artis, with his turn, he's just going to try for... Um, how, many, how many arrow attacks does he get? Three. Okay, um, so he's just going to try. These will be effectively. No, it's too low. De- he can't. He can't get line of sight to it at all. So he can't really do anything. Um, Beatrice, there's probably not much you can do from this range either, unless there's something you can think of. Um, no. Nope. No. No. Uh, Sevia. My action is to sit down next to Beatrice and be like, can you hear something? I swear, there's been a ringing in my ears for, for days now, and it's just so much worse in this place. All right. Yeah, dragon. Uh, for listeners at home, I rolled a nat one on initiative, so CB's got no clue. Uh, dragon bait does nothing, because completely melee. <laughs> Um, okay, so now it is the uh, Sue Monster Mummy's turn. It is going to, on its second attack, 
uh, make a multi-attack against the Shadow Spirit. Um, so it has, I believe, 11 AC. No, 11 Four. plus the level of the spell, so oh, 14. 14. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this thing has... Can use its dreadful glare and makes one attack with a trotting fist. Okay. So one creature can see within 60 feet of it. Uh, saving throw against this magic will become frightened. Um, you know what? Because it's right in front of it, it's gonna try to use this on the on the shadow spirit. I'm not gonna make you save because it's, the shadow spirit is immune to the frightened condition. It's immune to fear, yeah. So yep. it just kind of like just puffs up in some horrible misshapen way. Uh, but it's nothing. Yeah. And in frustration, uh, the monster is going to roll, roll a nine to hit with its rotting fist. Does not hit, so it just it probably just like opens up in the space where it tries oh, to hit. Oh, that is gross and but then amazing. Reforms. All right, Exley, your go. Uh, now can Exley see that something's wrong with Fall? Uh, I would say yes at this point. All right. Um, <clears throat> so there's some form of Fall is obviously terrified of this creature. That's yes. not ideal. Uh, Fall doesn't want to move anywhere near the hole where this monster is. Uh, and we've also been presented with a bird on which to escape. Hmm. Exley's going to walk over to Fall. Yeah. Um, and sort of grab Fall by the shoulders um, and look into their eyes essentially and say I need you to trust me I think being faced with this gesture Fall will very much be trying not to look in his eyes <laughs> what are you doing what's going on close your eyes and relax And Exley will cast blindness on Fall. What the? F <laughs> okay. Fall, uh, you can you can make a save against that. Oh my god. Okay. Well, I think Fall probably does um, not close his eyes because he's, he's. Oh shit. <laughs> I wanted that. To okay, I rolled an at twenty. Okay. That's a 23. <laughs> I I will tell you, Mitch, that would not have helped. No? No. Because okay. it's because the effects of this wave of terror do not require them to see Fair enough. the fear for certain elements. Well, that's okay. I love that concept. It didn't work anyway. Yeah. <sighs> I guess it's full of that a that. spell was cast on yeah. them. Do they know what kind of spell? Uh, roll me an arcana check. What level? Blindness is level two, isn't it? It's two. You're also yeah, not on that 20. <laughs> That's a 22. Yeah, these this, dice are too blessed. This is, so you, you know that these are... Um, this, this spell was meant to blind you. I think Fall was, like, trying to tear their, like, 
themselves out of Exley's grasp. And just be like, What was that? No, 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 no. Nope, nope, nope. Um, you, you stay back. Are you on? Are you on that thing's side or something? What are you doing? I am attempting to help, and that would probably end his turn. Uh, Exley will then mount the bird. Okay. Uh, next is fall. Okay, so I can't roll a save and turn until the end of their turn. No. Um, yeah, Fall is going to have fully, like, backed into the corner yeah. away from Exley. Yeah, and you are basically required by the magical effect here to use the dodge action. Yeah, yeah, so they're just going to be kind of, like, starting to hyperventilate, um, but also kind of trying to desperately, like, stay in, like, a prepared stance in case anything will attack them. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'll save Yeah. Okay. 15 plus 3. Okay. Yeah, that saves. 18. That okay. saves. Okay. I think Fall is currently under normal panic. They no longer have, like, the... It's now just the, the need to stay away. It's yeah. now just the like, why the fuck did Exley just try to blind me? <laughs> yes. All right, uh, Conrad. Cool. I forgot to mention this. So as a fun little visual thing, um, it made no difference because the creature didn't move at all. But um, since it's the shape of a despair creature, um, the uh, Shadow Spawn has the weight of sorrow effect, so it means that any creature other than you that starts its turn within five feet of the spirit has its speed reduced by 20 feet. So that, like, little monkey mummy thing would have, like, gone to, like, when it, when it was attacking as well, that would have probably played into it not hitting because it was slowed. Yes. Unless it has resistance to that? <laughs> uh, no. No, the really, <laughs> oh, cool. the really fun thing is that its speed is 20 feet. Oh my god. Well, it's lucky to attack then. Didn't do anything. Um, so yeah, that's probably played into retroactively why it attacked, because it's like, I can't even move, so there we go. Also, there's a thing in front of me. Um, but yeah, so probably for visual description, like, um, while when that effect started to kick in, like, um, the little, like, amber tears would just start to, like, run down his face a lot more heavily. Um, but he's like, good, now hit it again. And then um, he kind of like briefly glances back to where the bird is, and Conrad's going to prepare an action to um, get on the bird. Um, All right. When it comes past. Okay. And the shadow spawn is now going to attack. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm not rolling too well for that, but that's another 16 to hit, I believe. Yeah, that's still plenty. Still plenty. It doesn't I, have a great AC. Yeah, I didn't realize I had the very good spell attack one. Uh, awesome. So. That's it was again. It was a D twelve plus two, I believe, was it? Or uh, D twelve plus six. Plus six. Oh, sorry. So yeah. it's three plus the spells level. Okay. Um. So uh, it's eleven points of cold damage. Eleven points of cold. As it kind of just like again, like sort of like tries to like crowd this creature in, I guess, and like the shadow of this yeah. beast that Connery has summoned, kind of like seems to draw more of the shadows around. I guess, considering his patron. All right. um, and increases in size, even though it's not technically increasing in D&D &D size. That's just a fun visual yeah. thing. 
it's it's increasing within the the amount of space that it has to kind of control. Yeah, it's probably making some ungodly horrifying noise. Um, it's not using its dreadful scream, mm. but that kind of word implies what it sounds like. Yeah. So there we go. All right. So, uh, okay. So after that is the the mockingbird's turn. So it's gonna start to take flight. So that'll trigger Conrad's uh, prepared action to hop onto its back. It's gonna double back momentarily to and reach out for fall um, and try to grab you within one of its talons. Do you allow this? <sighs> How threatening does the bird look? You are Let's, you are aware. Give me a weird picture. So yeah. it's on the it is time. it is it is a it is a giant mockingbird made out of ice. You know that Artis created this. Yes, yes, okay. Yeah, I think probably in the moment Fall is... Yeah, Fall would, would be able to understand it in time, get through the panic and be like, okay, great, great, probably the only option, and just reach out to grab onto it. Either oh. hold on being held by it or crawling onto its back. All right. Uh, yeah. Then... Then, so it's going to pick you up and it's going to fly through the corridor as far as it can. What is its speed? 80 feet. So, uh, so it's used 10 feet to get to you. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 50. Yeah, it can easily get everyone, like everyone back to the group. Um, and then let me just, let me just look at the stats of the, the, sh- I think. If you, I think the Astero Beast could outlast it because it has 80 hit points. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and with how poorly it tends to roll, it's got a lower AC, it cannot move. I, th- I think it's safe to assume that, like, as, as you are all uh, flying through, um, the Sioux monster and the shadow spirit continue to fight, um, and the shadow spirit is able to eviscerate the uh Yeah, the some Sioux very monster. horrible, disgusting noises and just this horrible, like, long shriek that just, like, shakes through your entire body. Um... But again, not not the not the, the scream attack, but horrifying, <laughs> very unsettling. Now, the other thing is, does it does it specify whether or not the like I, does the spell specify a level of corporealness to the uh, to the shadow spirit? I'll have a really quick check. My apologies, I haven't used this properly yet. Um, so it's a shadowy spirit. Corporeal form. Yeah, it has a corporeal form. Okay. So that's even more cursed, I guess. Yeah. Alright. Mm. Um, Basically, for visual, I think we've described it vaguely, but like it just, the, all the description is is a misshapen biped. So yeah. just shaped, marked by the chosen emotions. So, um, yeah, of, yes. um, of despair. Alright. Uh, 
So I guess I guess it's up to you whether it would try to um bring the uh the mace through or whether um i guess like because it's it's basically it'll do what conroe tells it to do um so i guess as we're um as we're leaving conroe, keep attacking it grab the thing and bring it to me okay we will say retroactively yeah. because that's it um all right uh once it gets back through are you are you just simply going to are you going to leave the spell up or are you going to drop he'll it? leave it up um okay. so we can unpack what the uh, return to the group is like and then this little yeah. horrible disgusting shadow creature can come that can come trotting along yeah all right so drag everyone back into the room um uh, yeah, so every, everyone who is out in the kind of balcony area sees uh, Conrad and Exley on top of this mockingbird as Fall is in the talons, fly through the corridor, um, and probably about 15 seconds later, you hear the death screams of the of the uh the mummy just like this <laughs> like an undead monstrous monkey another dead end sounds like it went well sounds like it did Connor will hop off the bird and then kind of just stand there staring at the um the hallway. Yes. Um after a few moments more, I'm just gonna Are any of these gonna be I think one's gonna be enough to hit. Um so just determining how many uh hit points of damage, if any, the uh the shadow spirit would have taken in that combat. Uh, it would have taken, it would have taken, uh, um, I'll just use the average for that. So, uh, 15 points of damage it took oh boy. all up. All right. That's, that's all. It would have been 20, but it is resistant to necrotic damage. Um, so that's, that's like nothing compared to it's like, what, 80 you said maximum? Yeah, it's got an 80 maximum. It's crazy. Yeah. However, um, what, what is going to be interesting uh, is as as it kind of comes through the propeller blades, <laughs> um, roll me an acrobatics check. For the creature? For the creature. <laughs> okay. Uh, Alright, so that's like just plus dex, basically. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's a 12. 12. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it gets hit in the face with the <laughs> blades and takes uh, uh, takes 11 points of slashing damage. That's fair. Um, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll say it's supposed to get flung north, but I'll, I'll say for the sake of everything, because it it's only kind of, because it's kind of semi-corporeal rather than completely corporeal, 
it mm. can continue to kind of walk forward while being slashed at. Ugh, yuck. Um, with the mace in hand. Awesome. Makara's kind of going to crouch and wait for it to approach while all the other stuff's going on. Yeah. As you might have beckoned a dog. Of course. Um, yeah, so it, it approaches you and probably reaches out with the mace to you. I take it as as its master. All right. Um, okay. Are you going to roll the saving throw here? Of course. Okay. Roll me a charisma. I save. don't have ghosts in my brain. That's fine. <laughs> um, it's a was it a was a charisma save? I believe. Yes. Cool. 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 Um, so it's a fifteen. Fifteen, I believe, just makes it. Um. Great. So cool. A fun visual. So this horrible little like creature of shadows that is somehow corporeal um, brings out hands the mace to Conrad who kind of like crouches down. He probably like sit down the ground to it and, and takes it and he kind of just like shakes his head off. He's probably still like still having like the odd like tear just running down his face. Um, but he um, he shakes it off. He's like, no. <laughs> Again. <laughs> no space for you. Good job. And then he's going to put the mace to his side and then just like try to pat the creature. All right. Um, but yeah, so you have you have a an unidentified magical mace now. Uh, where is he? Oh. Uh, um, I will state for the record that. Sevia has seen none of this because as soon as she saw fall in that bird's little talons, she immediately stood up and was like, oh no, oh no, oh no, that's not good, that's not good. And then as soon as the bird like probably very gently set fall down, Sevia immediately was like, just ran up to them like, are you okay? Did it hurt you? Are you, are you, did something happen? Are you, did, that is, that, uh, huh? Well, no, no, it's, um, it, it didn't hurt me. Uh, no, I think that was our escape route. Escape? Did, uh, did, uh, she's just so flustered, she doesn't know what to do, and she just kind of puts her hands on, like, false shoulders, and she's going to cast Cure Wounds. Okay. I've, I've taken think, no damage. Yeah, I don't think Paul has taken any damage. But. She's panicking. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, so Paul, I feel like the kind of like rejuvenating energy of cure yes. go through him. <laughs> he feels a little bit less like dehydrated from probably crying. Um, mm. Oh, oh, uh, thank you. Um, yes, I didn't end up getting injured, although someone tried um hmm. sorry i need a moment i just calm down oh sorry i can i can not be here right now i can um no no that's okay i just uh trying to settle myself so i'm not being all emotional and everything okay okay um do you want me to keep touching your shoulders to help ground you or? Um, 
<laughs> um, he kind of looks at her like, <laughs> and blushes slightly like, if you want. Well, it's only if you want. I, it, uh, uh, hmm. I don't know. Um, hmm. Well, it's good to see you. Um, has everything been good out here? Uh, yes. Uh, we. Well, I was I was mostly gearing up to uh, have a conversation with Beatrice. We've just been kind of catching our breath, but we didn't know anything was wrong until you started flying through, and then that monkey started screeching and then and this is when she finally catches sight of the terrible little shadow creature and she just stops talking and then just looks back at fall and goes clearly you had a far more eventful 10 minutes than i have yeah yeah i don't really know a whole lot of what happened there i think that's conrad's thing and it sounds like it killed the creature Hmm. Also, Exley kind of tried to blind me. What? Yeah. Yeah. Why? I don't know. He thought it would help. I... that's... What? I don't really know what to think about all that at the moment. I... No, that's, that's not good. No, well, I guess. Paul <laughs> just looks kind of worn out for a moment. Just like, well, I guess we got the thing that was in there. Um, I'll try to have a talk with Exodus and see if he's going to try to cause me harm again, I suppose. Do you want me there with you? That would be very nice, actually. Okay. Okay. Then she's just going to reach out and like hold his hand and just give it like a gentle little squeeze. He's going to um, briefly like pull her hand in and go into a short hug. Oh. She hugs him too. <laughs> That's what the anxiety twins are doing. <laughs> yes. Some wholesome content before the horror. <laughs> Absolutely. Hmm. Um, Exley's going to, uh, as gracefully as a incredibly heavy metal man can, uh, dismount the bird. Um, <clears throat> and he's just going to sort of have cocked his head at this shadow creature that appears to be taking orders from Conrad or, or at least some form of direction. Um, and he's just going to watch for a little bit um, before sort of taking a couple of steps forward. So, do you control that? Uh, Conrad kind of like turns around um, kind of like shakes his head a bit, wipes something for his eye. Yes, I think I do. I was given gift. And it listens to me. 
So I suppose it's mine. And I can s stop it existing if I think about it. At least I think in, in practice before. A little bit like one of your friends. I cannot stop my friends from existing. Can you not? And then he sort of stops and looks off to the side. At least not without some form of effort. Yes, that is evident. You did a good job in there. What spell did you try to do to fall? I attempted to blind them. Only temporarily. He like raises his eyebrows for a moment and then nods. So they could not see creature and be afraid. That was the assumption. Unfortunately, it did not work. No. Fully skillful with magic. More than they make themselves appear, anyway. It was a good assessment, though, I suppose. If it was a temporary thing. And we got them out of there, regardless. Indeed. Effort to remove friend. Do you mean effort? He kind of like, um, he's sitting on the ground at this point and kind of like uh, turns around fully, but he's still sitting um, cross-legged at this point. He's like, do you mean effort physically? And he taps his head or in here. I can exert control on those that are dead. But if I cease controlling them, they act on their own. The dead do not usually take kindly to the living without coercion. This makes sense. I believe I am borrowing some from something beyond the dead. They wish me to do something. So this is a, an assisted, an assistance from them, but I appear to be in control of it. It seems to be a powerful assistance. Perhaps you can give me tips. Perhaps as one we who can exchange. Not. I think that would be good. Yes. From one master to another. Excellent. And then he nod, nod his head. Nod. <laughs> and that, that's that. Okay. Uh, so I, I will say... Uh, None of you have keen mind, do you? No. Um, so you're not quite sure what time it is. Uh, but it it has been several hours at this point. Uh, we feel tired. 
it's not your saying. So it's not so most of us do. It's not it's not so much that you would have to take a long like you're not that tired. Um I'm yeah. It's probably if you'd have to guess, um you'd say probably around midday at this point. Maybe a little earlier, maybe a little later. Mm. We can take a short rest if we want to. Mm. Do we want to find somewhere to uh, maybe take a short rest? I'm not sure we should do it in the middle of this hallway. That may be wise. Hmm. Well, uh, who spotted a cozy looking corner along the way, I guess? Hmm. I don't think that exists here. I'm not sure, like the fan room, no, the uh, big skull room, no. Um, I, hmm. Maybe here is the best option then. Ha. <laughs> if there was no other way out of the room we were just currently in, that may serve as a good room. There is one entrance and it is well trapped. We would at least know if anyone was coming. True. There is a high risk attached, but if it would make us all feel more comfortable, mayhaps. I uh, guess so. Um, uh, artists, would you? Bird be able to stop the fan again? Possibly. Um, let's let's see, shall we? <laughs> um, so the bird is going to yeah go and uh, make make this uh, strength check. Uh, let me. Uh, to figure out where is he? It is. It is plus three. The DC is twenty. I rolled a four. <laughs> uh, and I think at this point, because this is the second time it's been in this, um, uh, just the blades slash through this bird form, carving up the ice into shards. Well, I don't think we're going back in there. Oh, uh, uh, sorry for suggesting the bird. I think we're probably better off just staying in the hallway. At least we know nothing will come from that direction. We can guard against the other direction. Yes? Yes. Certainly. And is gonna do her little pile of skirts sit. All right. 
So yeah, uh, people can use hit dice if they want to regain hit points. They can, uh, if anyone wants to hand stuff off to Sevia, assuming she is willing uh, to identify, that can be done. Um, and any uh, other abilities that occur during a short rest as well. I'm going to use Arcane Recovery so yep. I can uh, identify things. How many spell slots do I get back now? Uh, you get back up to up to five levels of spells. Oof, and you can divide wrong. that however you want. Um, also, you can use Identify Ritually. I know. So you I'm just having a yeah. think arena. Yeah. Uh, but yes. So just let me know if people are handing things off to Sevia for identification, so I can. Beatrice yeah. will hand the stuff to Sevia. Okay. So, the staff is a. Uh, it is a staff of the. I need to remember the exact name of it. It is a staff of the Python. Uh, requires attunement by a cleric, druid, or a warlock. Um, and so you can use an action while attuned to this staff to speak the staff's command word and throw the staff on the ground within 10 feet of you. It becomes a giant constrictor snake uh, under your control and acts on its own initiative count. By using a bonus action to speak the command word again, you can return the staff to its normal form in a space formerly occupied by the snake. On your turn, you can mentally command the snake if it is within 60 feet of you and you aren't incapacitated. You decide what action the snake takes and where it moves during its next turn, or you can issue it a general command, such as to attack your enemies or guard a location. If the snake is reduced to zero hit points, it dies and reverts to its staff form. The staff then shatters and is destroyed. If the snake reverts to staff form before losing all its hit points, it regains all of them. So that has been uh, identified in your equipment now, Beatrice. However, you, you personally cannot attune to it. Um, cool. Well, and Conrad will, um, at some point, um, stride over to Sevia and just, like, drop the mace very noisily down next to her, like with this big, heavy thunk. Okay. For your spell. And also, oh. mm, and he like um, uh, pulls off a finger, uh, pulls off a finger, <laughs> pulls off a ring from his finger, <laughs> um, and um, uh, hands that to her as well. Okay, it is also mine, but you spell. Of course. All right. Certainly. Good. So it sounds like the one that Sevia touches of these first is the ring, then. If you're throwing the mace on the ground and handing the ring to yeah, her. Yeah, I guess so, the ring, yeah. yeah. So, Sevia, roll me a, uh, a, wiz a charisma saving throw, please. Oh, I'm bad at these. Okay. Charisma. 15. 15. Uh, that is just not enough. So... Uh, this, this is the ring. Um, 
because I, I did find this afterwards. Because you, you rolled a 15 last time, Laura, didn't you? Or did you roll six? I couldn't remember. Or, yeah. Um, but I I thought it was 15. It is apparently 16, the DC. So we can, we can check that back later on, too. Uh, so uh, this is... This is which which spirit is this? This is Obalaka. Um, so, uh, yeah, as you touch the ring, the dust swirls into the shape of a small feral bear-like creature that billows towards you with a ghostly roar. Um, so, uh, while you are inhabited by the spirit of Obalaka. Um, so, Overlaka doesn't actually... Yeah, just has... Uh, you have... Um, you gain the following flaw, which is, I am risk-averse and a slave to routine. <laughs> what changes? <laughs> uh, She's a nervous autistic. What changes? Uh, your, your power you gain from it is while Obalaka inhabits you, you can attune to one additional magic item. <gasps> when Obalaka leaves you, all magic items to which you are attuned are no longer attuned to you. Okay. Now. If only I was attuned to anything. I believe you are. <laughs> oh, the grimoire, nothing else. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, so the ring itself is a ring of protection. Uh, I think we all know at this point what a ring of protection is, what it does. Uh, it protects. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, plus one bonus to AC and saving throws while wearing the ring. Um, so where is it there? So... Uh, and upon, uh, let me double check if having a spirit in you influences the, uh, the whole touching of the mace when you go to identify it. But, yes, the ring is a ring of protection. Okay. So this dust bear appears and then like flashes through Sevi's like head and she just kind of blinks and sneezes <laughs> and she just goes oh um... <clears throat> odd and then she will identify it very quickly and go well this one Conrad is a ring of protection. So whilst you are wearing it, it should uh, make you a little bit harder to hit and help you out in, in combat situations. Oh, that's useful. Hmm. He two yanks it and grab, grabs it out of her hand. Okay. Good uh, job. Right. Yes. Thank you. So Now this one. The mace. Picks yes. up the mace. Roll me another charisma saving throw, please. Fuck's sake. Okay. Who is not going to hurt me today? 
14? Okay, so, so, biting over a host. When a spirit of one trickster god inhabits a host that is already inhabited by a trickster god, the two gods, or two spirits, battle for the right to remain in the host. Assign even to one and odd to another, then roll any die. The result determines which is victorious with the losing one forced out of the host. The host has no influence over which gets forced out. Must be nice to feel that wanted. <laughs> do I roll the dice or do you? Um, I will roll the dice. Now okay. tell me, uh, are, do you want Oberlaka, the one that is currently uh, within you, to be odds or evens? Evens. All right. It is evens. Um, so the spirit of Wongo tries to come out from the mace to possess you and is immediately forced back out. Um, but uh, as for the identify spell, you identify this as a mace of... Let me double check. It is a mace of terror. Um... So, it requires attunement. There is no class or uh, any sort of uh, restrictions on who can attune to it. This magic weapon has three charges. While holding it, you can use an action and expend one charge to release a wave of terror. Each creature of your choice in a 30-foot radius extending from you must succeed on a uh, DC 15 wisdom saving throw or become frightened of you for one minute. While it is frightened in this way, a creature must spend its turn trying to move as far away from you as it can, and it can't willingly move to a space within 30 feet of you. Also, it can't take reactions. Uh, for its action, it can only use the dash action or try to escape from the effect, uh, from an effect that prevents it from moving. It has no, if it has nowhere it can move, the creature can use dodge action. The end of each of its turns, a creature can repeat the saving throw, ending the effect on itself on a success. It regains 1d3 expended charges daily at dawn. So it only does Wave of Terror? Uh, yes, but it is also a magical weapon. Cool, 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 cool. Um, cool, so once again, <laughs> uh, CB is like, huh, that sure was weird. The thing tried to enter my brain and then picks up the mace and the other thing immediately tries to enter her brain. And this one's a bit more like she just kind of blitch it, blitches, winces, and like just squeezes her eyes together really hard. And she tries not, she doesn't say anything, but there's this little shiver up her spine. And then she regains herself enough to finish doing identify. But I think at this point, she is going to expend the spell slot to do it in a minute. Okay. Um, and then when she's done is going to kind of not hand it to Conrad, but kind of just plonk it on the ground away from her. Just be like, ah, 
that would be a mace of terror. It can cause a wave of fear to come over people, cause them to run away from you very quickly. And if they can't run away from you, then they uh, can't attack you, at the very least. That's what that one does. Connery kind of nods. He might look like he remembers something. I can't remember if we actually identified the mace we found in Strahd's castle as the same th- the same damn thing. Um, so, because I don't know if we had the time to do that. We uh, did. It's yeah. in Exley's yep. possession. Yes. Uh, Connery goes, ah, I see. And then he'll just easily pick it up. He's strunk. And he turns around and goes, 42, another one. Same as the other one you have. Exley will pull out an identical uh, mace and go, interesting. Hmm. Let's <laughs> see him dual-wielding maces of terror. <laughs> and then Conrad just like turns around and walks off. He doesn't even think Sevier. I'm sorry. Oh, good. That's uh, Conrad, baby. To compare maces. Our, our maces... Are maces light weapons? That is the question. Can they be effectively dual-wielded? Uh, they are simple weapons, but I can't mm. see. I love that they are, there's these mass-produced like maces of terror that all look the same that are sold between dimensions. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. It's a parallel dimension. This is the mace from this one. So you 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 grabbed you grabbed the mace then Exley? Was that Am I understanding that correctly? Oh, it was passed no. off, or were you were just comparing them? Conrad okay, it, yeah. you were just He's comparing them. Exley, yeah. Okay, yeah, they're comparing maces. Yeah, actually okay. took out his own mace. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a definite aesthetic difference to them, but there are a lot of like similarities as well. One of them's a, a little centimeter smaller. longer than the other. One. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that up to the two of you to decide. <laughs> um. Actually, I will say one thing, notably this Mace of Terror, um, upon upon the head of it is almost like the, uh, the green devil horn um, look, signature to this dungeon. Much like the one that you, you, that had the shadow demon that you fought uh, living inside of it. Yeah, no worries. Interesting. Hmm. Uh... Beatrice is going to hold up the staff and say, uh, this is of no use to me. Does anybody want it? I think uh, Exley or Sylvia might be able to use it. Sylvia uh, looks at Conrad as well and is like, yes, there are many of us that could use that one. And I guess I say retroactively because we didn't up here. Sevia would have also said out loud what that staff does, so everyone would know that it can turn into a giant snake. Yes. Well, then Connor will just glare in Beatrice's direction when she's like, "Yeah, Sevia or a or bit or Exley," <laughs> but then he'll go back to looking at the mace. Yeah, because because Beatrice doesn't know yet that Conrad is a warlock, or does not. not- Quite. I don't think okay. it, it. She hasn't been a part of any of the conversations where Sevia's like, "I think you're a warlock." Yeah. <laughs> it just has been off elsewhere. Yeah. She's seen him use magic, but eh, <laughs> who doesn't use magic? Beatrice uses magic. Yeah. Beatrice and Fall are just like, oh, it's just Conrad. He's a little goth magic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's for the vibe, the aesthetic. 
Oh, the shadow creature is still here as Conrad's Gosh. little pet. Yeah, oh, it, it lost an hour. Yeah, so it probably <gasps> so it probably dissipates just shy of the end of the short rest. Amazing. Well then, um. Oh. Well, I'll say right now. It's, oh, oh, oh. I'm going to highs rolls as to what risk averse means. <laughs> And Seba's going to go, well, seeing as Exley has that rather awful-looking mace that uh, is now friends with Conrad's rather awful-looking mace, uh, I can take the staff. All right. And she just drops it back in Seba's lap. Okay. Cool. See, we kind of tuned to it until later because we're at the end of our short rest. But all right. Uh, so, is there anything else that folks would like to do within the short rest, or um, for the most part, Exley has kind of sort of come around the corner to where that skull-looking door was, um, and is just kind of inspecting it, not doing anything okay. exciting, just yeah looking at it, figuring out how it works. All right. And Conrad? Was there um, something? Not really. No. He's just, yeah, inspecting stuff, testing to see what the creature can do before it dissipates. Okay. That, that kind of yeah. stuff. All right. Um, all right. So uh, the hour comes to a close and you're able to, and you all gain your benefits of your short rests and are able to continue exploring the tomb as you so desire. So there is one uh, pathway on this level that you have yet to explore, or you can go down the stairs. It's up to you as a group uh, which way we, you would like to go. There is... Oh. Please, after you. Do we want to stay on this level or do we want to try our luck downstairs? Not much else to be seen around up here. Let's go downstairs. Uh, That's what I think anyway. We should also keep an eye out if we are going downstairs for that creature that I observed earlier. I think we are well equipped for it. Of course. But a good thing to be mindful of. Okay. Lead the way. Whatever way we go as a group is the safest. Hopefully. All right. We go downstairs then I guess. Yeah. All right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, images. Yes. Okay. So. All right. Need to find this level. Actually, wait a second. So. Um, uh, so, we now enter the Dungeon of Deception. 
What a lovely name. I feel very soothed by that name. Perfect name that will never cause any anything to anyone. All right. Well, I was called the Deceiver in a prophecy, so I think I legally own this dungeon. <laughs> All right. So where is the top of this? I believe it's that the top here. So four. Um, where Beatrice, Sevia, <laughs> and Dragonbait. I guess uh, while we're going down, Sevia like has a moment where she mentally goes over every time we've walked in a line before, and she like works out who normally goes where, and then she's going to go to the spot she normally goes to, and follow that particular routine since she is now cursed to want to do that more. Okay. Which is probably next to fall in the middle of the group. Mm. Okay. Um, all right. All right. Um, all right. So of note on this level of grand staircase uh, there is a bronze plaque affixed to the east wall of the balcony on this level engraved with another cryptic warning in common and i will share that okay the ring is a path to another tomb. The dead abhor sunlight. Only a jewel contained the frog. Bow as the dead god intoned into darkness descend. All right, scribbling this down in his little notebook. Hmm, well, I suppose this will all be clues for our further rooms, then. Since not the other one's both quite appropriate. That's not foreboding at all. We're in a foreboding place. It fits. Right. So, um, going around the staircase this time, there are three paths that you can see. Uh, there are two... Actually, let me... Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, three, three that you can clearly see. There is a door to the south, path going uh, to the east, and a path going up. Is there any sign of the creature that Exley saw before? Uh, not here. Uh, I will say, Exley, if you desire to make the trip around the staircase as much as possible, um, there is, uh, in the bottom left, uh, so the southeast, uh, southwest corner, there is a secret door 
as well. Built into the wall. Excellent. Um, <clears throat> I will investigate that and then alert the crew. All right. So. There appears to be some form of door here. Interesting. And Conrad will look look at that and look over at himself as well to see if there's a way it opens. Uh, let me double check. So, uh, yeah, uh, I believe you should be able to open it with uh, some some experimenting with your thieves' tools. <laughs> well, he will do that. <laughs> All right. So he'll he'll be tinkering. He'll he'll once he's like alerted to it, he will then just be very focused on the door, yeah. regardless of whatever else is going on. Uh, he'll be testing stuff out. Yeah. So uh, roll me a. Uh, yeah, it would be a dexterity. Yeah, dexterity plus proficiency, unless you have specifically uh, expertise in your thieves' tools. Oh, I don't know if I do, but I, dexterity plus proficiency is not. pretty high. Yeah. Um, okay. Sorry about that. No math brain today. 27. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah, that is... Yeah, you are definitely able to see through. So he's very focused, hey, and he kind yeah. of like starts like doing some, like talking under his breath, some kind of like rhyme in Seratin or something like that. Yeah, sounds like some kind of like kids' rhyme or something like that. It's under yeah. his breath while he's doing that, focusing yeah. on it. Um, so you're able to get, uh, yeah, easily able to get this uh secret door open. Um, and... I picked a lock. <laughs> yeah. Behind this, behind this secret door, opening it up. Um, oh, uh, I need to actually share this so you can see this, um, don't I? All right. So, uh, behind the secret door, water fills a carved stone font. Um, So, um, should be in the map that you've just been shown. Um, oh, I need to give movement permissions, don't I? All right. Uh, all right. So... Um, uh, yes. So, would anyone like to observe the, uh, or to examine the, uh, the font here? Font of water. That's uh, what Conrad's doing. Will. He's walking in. Okay, so Conrad, 
Um, yeah, as you uh, gaze into the font, uh, as the water begins to swirl, eerie light emanates from within the basin. Slowly, an image resolves on the water's surface. surface. Um, so, and Beatrice, you see this as you approach from behind as well. Um, the two of you see through the eyes of of a creature. Um, from what you can tell, it's probably about the same height as the creature that Exley saw um, on this level. You are not quite sure uh, which, where in the tomb this is in. Um, but it seems to be in some weird uh, pentagonal room. Interesting. And Cora takes out a notebook, looks at Beatrice, and then looks over his shoulder, like, 42, come look. Excellent, we'll go over. This is roughly height of creature you describe. Observe. It's like seeing through eyes. Memorize room. And he'll continue to write in his notebook to sketch out the, yeah. this room. All right. There is, uh, to this room, there is a uh, wardrobe or, uh, at each edge of the, of the Pentagon. Um, and the dwarf continues across to... Uh, continues through and moves to another pentagonal room uh, set um, set next to it, apparently, um, with uh, this, this one covered in a strange uh, moss-like substance. Uh, it then makes its way down um, and through a uh, what appears to be secret door in the the wall before going north again and up a spiral staircase. Um, it uh, reaching the top of that spiral staircase, it comes into a room, and like it it continues to move throughout different spaces of the tomb. What is it looking for? Does it look like its movements are shambling or actively going in one direction? Roll me an insight check. Exley's good at everything but that one. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, no. Insight's good. Never mind. Uh, 21. 21. Okay. Um... This seems to be... There is some shambling to the movement, but this seems to be the path of something that has some sort of purpose to its movement. Um, and you notice that there are points where it seems to stop and perform what appears to be various jobs of maintenance to the tomb, to the temple. Okay. Does it appear to... Does it appear to be going in any sort of direction or is it one room and then the next and then the next and then the next and one. then getting back to one more room? 
Yeah, uh, one room, then the next, then the next, then the next. And it's not doubling back at all? Not at this stage, no. If you, if you watched for long enough, it probably would eventually double back. Um, but that would mean probably watching for at least an hour, if not more. Interesting. And what was the expression that this dwarf gave Axley? It was one of, like, disgust, wasn't it? Um, it was a bit hard to make out an expression from the distance you were at. Um, another thing you notice, there is actually another secret door on the opposite side of this uh, room as well. Actually, we'll ponder that for a moment. Um, and then he'll point across to the other side of the room. There is another door here. Another door? Ah, you're correct. Shall we try to go through that one? We shall try. And Carl's going to go and have a look at that now. Exley will return to the others and let them know what we've found. Beatrice looks at the door with Conrad. Uh, so, Conrad, your uh, Thieves' Tools check. Yes. Um, so I rolled a natural 20. Um, okay. So that's dex plus proficiency. So that makes it a 29. Yeah. So you, with incredible ease managed to maneuver your tools and kind of again kind of like yeah. um, something under his breath um, or yeah. he's kind of he looks very relaxed when he's doing this um and you can see through to a spiral staircase um three archways overlook a circular chamber where a spiral staircase descends into darkness the staircase walls are lined with unlit torches in iron sconces and set with niches containing mouldering humanoid skulls and bones. 42. Oh no, Exley's uh, gone off to get yeah, the arrow. Uh, is yeah. not in the room yet. Yeah. Beatrice, what did that creature look like it was doing to you? Looked like it was coming up a staircase. It was moving like servant, is my thought. It is servant of this castle or temple, perhaps, Something. doing tasks. I think we have found servant hatch. It's what it looks like anyway. There are also, in this kind of antechamber, or this room, this section of corridor, I guess, um, there is a door to the... Uh, far west of it, and a door to the north of it. Interesting. Conrad will just kind of stand up. There's like sort of like a, it looks like it's a little light um, kind of set in that this, um, well, at least on the map, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, there are, there are um, several sconces along. It points to the sconces that are actually lit and not dark, like yeah. everywhere else, like, I think my assumption is correct. This is being used. It is probably where this creature has, that Exley saw is getting about with. 
perhaps safely. It did not seem to be disarming trap as it was walking through. Those are my assessments anyway. The fair assumption. And he's gonna keep like he's gonna go and inspect like some of the door the doorways that are there while other people are doing stuff. Okay. Um from what you can tell, uh I don't believe either of these doors are locked. Um yeah, neither of these doors are really locked. Oh, he will be peeping through a keyhole if there's one there, or otherwise okay. he'll just be testing it. That's what he's doing. So, uh, so the one to the north, looking through the keyhole, uh, keyhole, you see old wooden benches and shelves along the walls of this chamber, which are covered with gears, chains, trap components, and cages filled with rats. Lit iron braziers hang by chains from the ceiling. Along the north wall, a stepped dais is set with bulky contraption. An Iron Maiden of sorts, uh, attached to a network of steaming pistons, tubes, and bubbling vats of blood. Five masked dwarves operate the contraption. So Conrad just kind of like takes this in and then slowly backs away <laughs> very quietly. They don't seem to notice him, or they do when they don't do anything. Uh, they don't seem to notice you. I sneak. I roll sneak check if you like. Yeah, roll roll stealth. Yes, you probably an won't. 11, yeah. So twenty four. Yeah, <laughs> an eleven is twenty four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't get to do a much, but he's yeah. good at that. Um, don't question why. And I take it you probably observe the other door as well, or why not? Yes. yes. Okay. So looking in through that keyhole uh, to the. To the west. Candles dimly and illuminate a cluttered office. A skeletal songbird rasps from a filthy cage in one corner. Other furnishing includes a wooden writing desk and a tall backed chair. Anatomical drawings sketched in charcoal hang on the wall behind the desk. Seated on the chair is the shriveled corpse of a humanoid wearing moldy robes and a bronze mask sculpted to look like a frowning visage. Around the figure's neck hangs a black skull-shaped amulet and a number of severed hands crawl on the desk and floor around him. If anyone's around at this point, Corey looks very interested in this room. Uh, let me share the image of this guy because he has an image for him too. He's very attractive for our audio listeners. He has, like, also has some disembodied hands that are kind of like yes. look like little pets. So that's a, a fun little fun yeah. little implication. Little, lots of little cousin ears. I mean, honestly, if if you're wearing no. a mask, yes. if you're wearing a mask and don't things things not yeah. cousin ears. Yes. yes, if you're wearing a mask and it's don't choose to go with a mask that makes you look like a ten, what are you even doing? This is true. This is yeah. true. It kind of looks very interesting in this room, but he so he goes very still. So that's his body language. All right. He continues to peep in through this keyhole. He's got like a ch like chains around his chest with a little skull in the middle, like that kind of body jewelry stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of like bondage vibes here. Yeah. You know, also while also wearing like the most clothes ever. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. And I think that's where we're going to leave this episode.
All right. See you everyone next week. Think about this bondage, guys. See you next week. Thanks for listening. See ya. Thank you.